1: After a traumatic past, which includes kidnapping and physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, today's guest Doug Dane beat the odds stacked against him to find happiness and success in his own life. Doug's work is inspired by the steps he took to overcome the typical trajectory for someone in his shoes. He offers guidance to help us break into a new life, no matter what we may have experienced. Doug is a mindset mentor, speaker, mental health advocate, and author of Mistaken Identity, A Guide to Letting Go of a Past That's Holding You Back. Welcome, Doug. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: My pleasure. Nice to be here.
1: So, Doug, I I want to start off by talking a little bit more about you and your life story.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I I kind of start uh, in the middle of the the life story. So it uh, it was basically 2000, 2001. I was about 39 years old, and my Second marriage had failed. All my relationships had failed, or I had, I had wrecked them. And uh, uh, you know, I was a good guy, and I was doing well in parts of my life. But for some reason, I just kept wrecking relationships. So I ended up in counseling, and um, the lady was sort of asked me some typical questions they ask you in terms of family history, and I didn't have a lot of answers. And um, she said, uh, "Well, you're obviously your your way's not working. If you want to have a better future, you might want to figure out." Your past, because I think there's something in your past um, abuse of some sort. And I said, "There's, there's no abuse in my past. I didn't recall anything like that. I remember my parents being uh, alcoholic, and so I went on this investigation. And I literally, uh, I hired a private investigator. I got uh, records from my adoption. I was adopted as a six-month-old baby. I got social services records from." Um, uh children's aid it was called at that time uh I interviewed uh, teachers uh, friends family neighbors etc and I pieced together a, a story and so I got dropped into this uh, violent um, alcoholic home as a baby and my parents were uh, really violent towards each other so we witnessed a lot of violence as, as little little kids I I I adopted a brother he was adopted before I got there and um Anyway, so the first 13 years of my life were witnessing violence and being on the end or other end of emotional and physical abuse, primarily at the hands of my, my mom, but also, of course, watching my dad um, mistreat and, and beat my mom. And um, at 13, um, I uh, literally threw my mom out of the house. My parents were fighting. I, I picked her up, carried her outside, called the police, and they came and, and took her away. She never came back. And then I went, as I say, looking for love in all the wrong places. And um, I was skipping school and out uh, wandering the streets all the time. I ended up in this ring of pedophiles um, and sexually abused over two years by uh, between four men. There was uh, 23 boys in this ring. And at 15, um, and that ended in, ended in kidnapping. Um, the guy that was abusing me primarily was trying to escape arrest. It was on the news, and um, the police were on the trail of these men. And so we uh, left for a week and then came back. And then uh, um, that, of course, coping turned to drugs and alcohol. And I was drunk and stoned from basically 15 to 23. Didn't finish high school. I barely made it into grade 10, and then just working in in jobs. I came from a very poor family, and so I was, you know, working in in uh, sort of a blue collar environment. And um, then I got into business at 23. Um, I don't know what got me into that, but. Um, failed miserably, had a couple of businesses, got in business with a, a bad guy and uh, ended up going bankrupt, landing on my feet. And then finally, I figured out how to earn money. And so I became successful in business. So that was basically 25 through uh, through 40. And then this relationship fails. Um, all this story comes out that I just told you. And uh, I got this bright idea that in order to let go of it all, um, I felt that the truth would make me free. So I wrote my story. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on the national newspaper here in Canada, then it was on national television, and then people asked me to start speaking, and um, people were coming to me going, how did you go from you know that violent, traumatic childhood and all, this, all the, the trauma, guilt, and shame that goes along with it, how did you break free? And I broke free in some respects, but not in all respects, and so uh, that point then began a pursuit to figure out how did I do it, and how could I tell you or help you because – back then and still today, 60% of adults have suffered some form of adverse childhood experience, whether it be emotional, physical, sexual abuse, or witnessing violence. And so I've been on a pursuit ever since. And um, that's kind of the Coles Notes.
1: Everything that you just described, any one of those things could have completely destroyed a person. And did you ever have a time when you started to feel sorry for yourself? You got into that victim mentality.
0: Oh, all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was a real, uh, you know, I I say to people that I work with, like, we're real hypocrites. And what I mean by that is I was, you know, saying one thing and doing another, pretending one thing and, and feeling another. So I was a really great actor, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that I acted like I had it all together. And I, I did have it together with respect to my career. And, and I was a good person and, you know, people liked me and I was a nice guy um but uh, internally um for the longest time i just kept going what the heck is wrong with me and so up until where the article came out the story came out i just had this lingering feeling i was depressed and anxious and nervous uncomfortable around the people you know one of the chapters in my book is called sweaty palms big heart because i'd sweat all the time whenever i was around with people and i really struggled i didn't know why and then the story came out and that of course explained a lot um and then i was able to release like literally when i went public the guilt and the shame of the story all fell away and my my perception on it changed dramatically and that's what really was a big part of the healing is i just changed my perception on the story that it was it was a a gift not a curse Mm -hmm. so almost immediately that changed but you know 2000 through to you know uh, now uh, even up until a couple years ago i was still you know just still struggling with these things and and just this this lingering feeling and um and even being aware that i had it and unable to shake it um yeah. and so yeah of course i definitely experienced those those feelings
1: and i understand when you say that we're all good actors because mm-hmm. that was my life when, when i started this work this work came out of the result of a lot of pain and, and trauma in my life and In a period of five months, my 23-year marriage ended, my mom died, my sister died, my son left for school. So it was like I had this life one day, and then it was just completely ripped away from me. And so I started doing this work around changing your attitude, changing your life. And and really, that started, there wasn't a whole lot of thought behind it. It was just because I knew I had to get my head in the game if I was going to survive any of this. And so I would Mm -hmm. go out during the day, because I'm the rock for everyone, so I was this strong person. And everyone saw me as, like you said, all together, and I would go home at night and lie in the fetal position on the floor and sob. And so you're right. We are actors. And, and um, when you make that decision that I can no longer stay that way, and you rewrite the story, because that's what I did as well. I started to mm-hmm. shift the way I saw the things. Instead of, why are all these things happening to me? I started to believe that. They were happening to help me to grow, to be a better person. Mm -hmm. That was really a turning point for me.
0: Mm -hmm. It's good.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why so many people do stay stuck because they don't make that decision and say, I no longer want to live this way. I want something different.
0: It's hard. Um, And that's, and when I say that, that's the standard answer people uh, give me is that it's hard. And and so... um, it, the perception is that it is very hard, it's complicated, it takes a long time, because the way we've approached this, um, you know, these kinds of situations and stories and experiences, um, the, the the methodology and the uh, modalities, I guess, we use to deal with, you know, our suffering, our pain, our trauma um, is just a kind of methods we've followed for a long time, and they don't really they don't really work very well. They don't very, they don't happen very, very quickly. And so I struggled for a long time. And I I met, you know, my last mentor I worked with for, um, for eight years. And and he really got me to see that I was making it complicated. I was making it hard. It could happen really, really, uh, quickly. Um, but what most people don't know, and it's very frustrating is there's there's a few things that, that have gone on since we were little. And, um, you know, no matter what your age is, you know, I'm almost 60 now. No matter what your age is, whether you're 26 or 80, um, when you were little, there was a few things happening um, while you were growing up and, and trying to find your way. So uh, we were we were brought up with a huge compulsion to conformity and you know, basically falling in line, you know, wanting to be liked, wanting to be approved, validated, accepted, all that stuff, wanting to fit in. And that also breeded a um, or bred a, a feeling or a fear of worrying about what people think, fear or criticism, and so you know it, it is difficult to uh, make that. It's easy for you and I to say, hey, just make a decision, Joan or Doug, mm-hmm. and and uh, your life can change. But the perception is that it's hard, um, and it's also fueled by you know um, social media now these days, but you know the whole shelf I call it the shelf help industry. I and mean, I was brought up in, in that, you know, trying to read books to try to find out what's wrong with me. And you know, what I discovered was I had this mistake in identity and the big question I kept asking myself my whole life, and I think most people do, goes, what's wrong with me? And everybody else is asking the same question. What the heck's wrong with you, Dougie Dane? And my teacher's going, what's wrong with you? And my boss is, what's wrong with you? And I'm going, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But I never got an answer. And I finally realized why I never got the answer. Because there is nothing wrong with me. What's wrong, I've been asking the wrong question. what's wrong is what's wrong with what I believe? What's wrong with how I was treated? What's wrong with, you know what and who I'm, I'm falling? So I, I just tell people, stop trying to fix yourself. The key is to be yourself. And it's difficult to be yourself in today's society because to break out of that into, you know, living with your true self, there's a lot of outward pressure. Yeah,
1: and the thing also is, you know, none of us like change. We we like things the way they are. And we're comfortable, even if it's being comfortable in our misery. But it's what we know. Yeah. And it is hard to break out from that. And you're right. We can sit here and say, oh, just take the step, make the choice. But it is the hardest thing you will ever do. And it's not like you flip a switch and you make the choice and everything is wonderful and you move into, you know, rainbows and sunshine. That's not how it works. But it is deciding at some point I can no longer stay where I am and do things the same way day in and day out expecting a different result.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned victim mentality. I mean, I definitely carried around a victim mentality. I was a victim, but only until I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, then you could say I was a victim of that that caused me to be stuck in in drugs and alcohol and and mental health problems. And you can you just keep linking the victim um, victim mentality throughout your whole life, and just keep you know keep bridging to the next bridge to give you excuses to to stay stuck and and suffer, but we don't, we don't have to live that way. And I think, unfortunately for many people, it takes something dramatic to give you the, the wake up call or the, the slap in the face to, uh, to make the change, but it can be a lot easier for us than we think. Um, But our perception is that, that it, that it's hard. And I just, I think I just say to people like, and my mentor said to me, like, Doug, you know, are you happy in your life most of the time? No. Do you experience joy relatively often? No. You know, are you struggling? Yes. Well, is your way of working? No. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves and, um, you know, just really ask ourselves some serious questions as to whether we want to do anything about it. But it's, it's, it's very easy to suffer and, and in sort of the victim mentality I and mean, being a victim is actually you know very very convenient mm-hmm. um and it gives you lots of excuses uh, uh and alibis but um we are we don't have to suffer as we are um life is actually what i discovered and i didn't know this there's a couple things i didn't know um my mentor kept saying "Doug, like life is actually quite simple you're making it hard and the reason it's hard on you is because of the way you think and i i didn't know what he meant So I discovered a few things. One is I did not know that uh, my mind um, actually directs my brain and nervous system. I was not aware of that. I didn't know anything about mindset or how my mind actually operated. I I learned that my mind, our mind is actually a machine. Uh, We're not a machine, but we have this machine. We're the operator. And if it directs my brain and nervous system, I probably should learn how the machine operates, follow some simple rules. And um, so we break those rules all the time. Um, One is we, uh, we spend way too much time worrying about the future. And we were just simply taught to do that. So anxiety, all anxiety is, is fear of the future. That's all you're doing is you're worrying about something that hasn't happened, that you can't control. It creates anxiety, turns into depression. And then frustration is simply looking backwards on the past with guilt or regret, and regret turns into resentment, <clears throat> and guilt turns into shame, and um, our mind does not operate that way. Our our mind only operates properly in the present moment, much like a GPS. Our, our mind's just like a GPS. It operates in the moment, course correcting you turn by turn as you drive, and we have to start operating our mind properly, and I didn't also know that this machine is also run by our self-image or our opinion of ourselves and our opinion of ourselves, got distorted and is distorted by how we were treated or how we were raised. Even if you grew up in a nice family, I've got a message from a, a guy that read the book yesterday and he grew up in a good family, but he's off track too, because you know, all the rules, values, beliefs, bias, prejudice that he was handed, don't line up for him and he thinks there's something wrong with them. And so we just got to get clear on, on a few simple things and then life does not have to be so difficult. It's always going to – listen. it's going to be rainy some days. It's going to be sunny some days. It's going to be bad weather. It's going to be good weather. That's just life. It's just – it's how we view our problems and how we approach our problems and how we view our story determines how we view our future. And so if you're willing to accept the idea that this actually could be simpler – because I wasn't. me literally – uh, 8 years to finally accept the idea that it was simple. And then when I did, then it got really simple and easy.
1: Doug, for someone who's listening to us right now and real you know wants to make the type of changes that you've been talking about. What is the best advice you can offer that person to get
0: started? Well, I think I think it depends on how you want it to do. If you want to do it um, by yourself, a lot of people want to do this by themselves cuz you know, they don't want to admit um, what they're struggling with. But I, I think the first, the starting point always is decision. You have to ask yourself a couple of questions I just mentioned. And that is, you know, is is my way of working? You know, um, am I struggling? There must be a better way because um, we, uh, we're we not living naturally. That's why we're in such conflict because we don't operate naturally. We're operating uh, just on learned behavior that makes us feel you know, bad. So I think the first step is decision. Ask yourself a couple of questions. Um, I think it'd be a good idea. I don't think you have to, you know, go into your past too much. Um, uh, you know, you don't want to dwell on your past. What I, I didn't dwell on my past, I just simply assembled my past. So my, my mentor kept saying, hey, like, do not stay stuck in the past, do not focus on the past. At least assemble a little bit of information that can kind of explain how you got here and why you. Uh, believe what you do or why you feel the way you do about yourself and that's basically what my book is designed to do is to kind of realize you know what is what is, a what is a mistake in identity um, what is yours and how did you get it because you have to learn that in order to unlearn that and so I think you know you could do what I did and gather a bit of information in fact even get your pen out and ask yourself a couple of couple of questions you know um, where did I get all my beliefs from, you know, where am I struggling in my life? What are the areas? What are the problems I'm facing? It all comes down to belief. Everything is, everything is run off belief. So you just have to ask yourself, what are the beliefs I have that are causing me to do what I do and causing me to struggle? You, know, you might want to go, if you've been through a traumatic, you know, situation like me, you might want to talk to somebody professional it's a counselor that can extract the story, but You know, I warn people, don't stay in counseling or therapy because generally you just continue to talk about the past and that's where you stay stuck. At some point you have to, you know, once you've assembled it, then you have to let it go. I think that would be the starting point. Um, And I think I'd also find somebody that has freed themselves from uh, a similar story like you or like me and and just follow one person. Um, Stop following, you know, everybody. Stop buying all these books. Stop listening to all these YouTube videos. Just find one person that you resonate with and and follow them like a guide taking you up the mountain. Um, Those would be some things I'd suggest.
1: The book is Mistaken Identity, a guide to letting go of a past that's holding you back. If you'd like to learn more about Doug and his work, you can visit DougDane.com. Doug, in our final moments, what is the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with?
0: Well, I probably uh, probably a few things. Um, one, as I said earlier, um, stop trying to fix yourself, and the key is to start uh, being yourself in spite of this pressure for conformity and fear of what people are going to think. When you stop worrying about what people are thinking about you, you'll realize that they very rarely do. And if you stop thinking about yourself so much, you won't find anything. Uh, wrong with yourself and uh, if you're going to get the book um, don't buy the book to fix yourself or to work on you let the book actually work on you the book is designed actually as a process it's more of a workbook than a book that you'd read Uh, I take you over a process over literally over 30 days 30 chapters 30 principles and 30 questions I ask you to get you moving fast so you can let go uh, quickly and I think just for all the people You know, 60% of the people that um, had been through these adverse childhood experiences, um, the big thing that got me to let go quickly of it was I just realized and accepted the idea that it didn't happen because of me. It simply happened to me. It could have happened to any little boy. It happened to happen to me, but I'm still here and I'm still going and um, life doesn't have to be so hard.
1: And once again, Doug's book is Mistaken Identity, A Guide to Letting Go of a Past That's Holding You Back. Doug, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, John. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now.